We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Podcast. I'm Alex Hurst. From my hotel, that's that's the name of the hotel, not just from my hotel, in, in Brighton Town Centre. It's quarter past 11 and I am emotionally drained after watching Newcastle um, deservedly beat the people's champion, uh, Brighton Hove Albion, and the already coronated champions of the media. Um, 1-2-1, I was there at night with Richie Smith who joins me on the line and Ben Wade was watching it back in Newcastle and can tell me and Richie uh, just how good uh, Diome's goal was because it looked ridiculous to us. Um, Richie, I'll, I'll start with you since you know we were there together. Um, thoughts on an absolutely ridiculous night to be a Newcastle fan? <laughs> well, I, I said to you, uh, Alex, that when I came up the ground, that's in you know one of my top 10 moments. I've been a Newcastle fan in the 20 odd years of supporting them and in the top five moments of actually being at a game for sure um, I think just the fact that 70 minutes in the game just felt really flat um, after we, we ended the first half so positively second half didn't just didn't feel like we really were, were in the game it just felt at that stage like even a draw was a long way away, um, but you know, Rafa. I mean, you look. You, you this this will probably go and not talked about quite a lot, but and unnoticed. But he's absolutely nailed it on tactically at that stage of the game. He's he's not kind of brought people on sixty five minutes on, sixty five minutes in. A lot of people obviously saying change the game, including myself. Probably when I got about seventy minutes, but he. Not even at 70 minutes did he, ch- did he actually change things up. He got about 73, 74 minutes. Brings Murphy on, who just... The, the, the minute he came on, the game swayed towards us. That You just tell the whole feel of the game and the mentality of the game just swayed in our favour. Murphy just got on, held the ball up, was flicking the ball on, was giving him more chances, giving him more of an attacking mind, uh, mind, uh, mind frame. His next sub, his next sub, uh, Perez bags the winner. I mean, Rafa. When you when you look at when you look at you know moments like this in a season, when you look at top top class managers and how they can actually change a game, but do it, do it in the way that he has. When he's absolutely nailed it on, that'll go unnoticed. Um, 
he's, he's taking Newcastle from a position of like people thinking we're gonna you know if we get if we get a point here this 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 you know we'll be we'll be doing well to taking three points and making it feel like it was the plan all along. <laughs> um, it's just just what what just what a night to be in Newcastle fan. You know what a night to be in that stadium. Just the 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 the, the, the occasion. You know the the fact that Brighton were so up a height. They were singing we're top of the league. We're going up. You know, and then just just getting from where we were, getting three points ahead of a huge game this weekend. By the way, you know, just can't it can't be understated how big that result is. Ben, you you watch the game back at home, and we'll start with team selection. Um, how surprised were you to see we start without a, a recognised striker? Um, I mean, I, I, I wasn't that surprised. I mean, with Sai, me and Sai were talking about beforehand. I was quite pleased that he'd, he'd gone with Gifran, um initially, just because I think the games he has played up front, um, mainly in the cup games, he looks a threat. And I think the, the worry I had was. You look at Mitrovic. He's the the last few games that he's played. He's, he's not really offered anything. He hasn't certainly hasn't provided any sort of attacking threat. Um, and also, I just think the the element of of sort of when you have to make the subs with with, with starting either Murphy or Mitrovic up front, neither of them are really going to give you a, a full sort of seventy minutes or whatever what that, that you would need it really. Um, and I think what Richard just called it there in terms of the Murphy um, change, it was the perfect time to bring him on for that last 15 minutes because it, it meant he, he didn't have to worry about sort of burn, sort of running himself into the ground and, and, and sort of yeah. lying out with, with too much time. It was the perfect time that he could come on and, and <laughs> you, you would hope a professional footballer these days can at least run around for 15 minutes. Um, and it just meant that he, he, he was able to come in and just give, give us that foothold further up the pitch. Um, I mean, to be honest, I think Gufran didn't have a very good game. Um, he was really poor up front, and, and I think that um, sort of signalled the. the I, I suppose that was why Messi had such a big impact, was because what, when when he came on, we, we just had a presence up front. I think Gufran. I mean, he, he should have should have should have had two, probably at least one um, goal tonight. Uh, but but in terms of his all round play. If that one didn't really work out, but at the same time, I suppose you, you could say he sort of did a job in terms of um, he, he sort of <laughs> ran ran the lines for for seventy minutes that, that we needed to. Whereas I don't think you would have got that out of the other two, and it, it just meant that obviously for that last fifteen minutes, their their defence looked looked a bit uh, bit sort of worn out, and you, you could see they were hanging on. I mean, I, I kind of disagree a little bit with Richie in terms of sort of him saying that, that the subs made the impact. I think we we'll at them all night. I mean, I don't know how that wasn't five or six. <laughs> we've missed them sitters. We've missed so many chances. And, I mean, we—I I watched it with, with Green Street and uh, Sai here. I mean, we, we were just at a loss to, to how 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 we went behind one nil at half time, and and how we hadn't scored before the the 80th minute. Whatever it was, I mean, it was it was just mental. Just Ben, Ben, just on that. Um, I mean, after we went behind with that goal, you, you, you're right. We 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 battered them towards the end of the first half the amount of time the ball was like sort of just dropping in like places in the box and it was never ever falling for us yeah. it was always falling for them like yeah. just one, one out of five or six of them that fell for us it was back in there yeah but what I meant was basically I, I, maybe again this is about the different perceptions of being at the game and watching it on telly sort of thing is I just felt that after half time like 
up until the 70 minutes. Alex, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts here, but it just didn't feel like the... I don't know, it just didn't feel like they would continue that momentum on from the end of the first, where I agree, like most of the first half were battered them. But I just didn't feel that really, that really translated into the second half. Um, and, and it just felt like it was just kind of flat and there wasn't really, they didn't really have any outlets. We were playing loads of balls to cross the field and they weren't really moving the ball forward. But yeah. I, I don't know, it, it just felt like it was very different. Um, first 20 minutes of the second half compared to the previous 20 minutes of the first half. Yeah, nah, I, think, I think that that is probably fair. I mean, I'll, I'll let you come in, Alex, on that one. I mean, there's a lot to get into there from what you have said. So, just briefly, I thought I thought you were a bit harsh on Gufran, Ben. He, he did he did what... It's it's like one of those things where, um, if you compare him to Simitrovic, who everyone thought would start, he he did the basics, right? He he ran in between the centre-backs. He, play, he played the channels. He probably came... Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I did... I did Job that the other yeah, two could yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying in terms of what, whether you would classify his performance good or bad. You know when Mitrovic plays badly, he does football. Yeah. He doesn't move. <laughs> he stands still. So yeah. I, I know what you're saying. He his, his finishing should have been better, and he could have made yeah. more an impact. And he didn't. He didn't do much early. But I think I don't think he's done himself any favors. Sorry, any any damage of, of getting yeah. another start up front because I think he did all. Yeah. He did all right. Um, mm-hmm. I think he what, did, did his role for the team, which I think you'd, yeah. you could say that Mitrovic hasn't done in plenty of opportunities this season. So yeah, that's a fair comment. But as well, I also, I mean, this this may have been in Rafa's thinking, but um, I think Richie or I don't know one he has alluded to this. When Murphy came on, their defence absolutely shit themselves. Like it oh, was I, like it was all like I mean that they we Ben we were saying it, me and Richie were saying they're a big team like. They dwarfed us, dwarfed a massive team. Um, it's particularly the the back four when you know when the when they sub the full back, the full back who comes are like six two. Bruno is about six two. The centre backs are six four each. Um, yeah. And 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 big Daryl Murphy's just just come on. And whether it's because whether it's because he's dead good, which it might be, or whether it's because they were so used to you know watching Gufran's runs, watching Richie's runs, and behind Natsu runs. And then you know Murphy comes on. I think as soon as Murphy came on, he won his first header. He held the ball up, yeah. and then he, he had a header um, just tipped wide of the post, not long before we scored. And that he, yeah. he, had, he had no right to win that ball. No right to win that yeah. ball. And it was. I think. I think if Murphy, like you said, if Murphy starts the game, the the handling better, that they don't yeah. get the impact shot as much. And as he, as he correctly alluded to, if he can go on and just think, right, 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 Daryl, just fucking give everything you can in in, in fifteen. Compared to what we saw maybe against QPR, where he got hooked after 50 minutes or something, yeah, and he looked I mean, a bit, he looked a bit knackered. So I think I think they're all really good points. But to come to come back to your central question there, Ben and, and Richie, your last point about um, you know how the game went and how we were doing before the subs, we we were we were miles better than them tonight. Miles, we we were. That was like I said this to Richie after the game. That would be a good performance from them if they're Wigan or they're. Rotherham, they've got their set pieces. They were very good at set pieces. Credit to them for their set piece delivery was fantastic all night. They were good yeah. on set pieces. They were dangerous. Where it's a weakness of ours. Beyond that, now the odd counter attack second half maybe. Beyond that, they had nothing. Um, so we controlled the game. Probably to be fair, probably before the the first goal, they they had a, a really fast start. We controlled the game. We controlled the, the pace. We dominated possession. We had all the chances. Carl Dollars made a couple of good saves from set pieces. 
Um, which, but again, me and Richie were kind of saying out the game, and I've, I've read a couple of, I've just read the Guardian report there saying Doc Dollars kept Newcastle in it. If he didn't make any of them saves, would have been asking questions. Oh yeah, yeah, but Definitely. we like there was like one, there, was one, there was one in particular, Alex. I must say to you, like you know, it, it, it was there was a shot. It was swerving out a little bit, and it, it hasn't it hasn't necessarily. It's not exactly. I think you might have said, "Oh, it looks like it was a full stretch." I don't think it was a full stretch. I think and it was the body. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I I I think yeah. he's, he's 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 moved. He's happened. He's happened. Make the save. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't. I wouldn't say he's pulled up like a. An absolute world, world save. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's yeah. But, but, no, they, 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 they pulled they pulled that one up on the on the commentary saying it's it's one of them. It looks a really good save because he's obviously the, the guy's really caught it well and it is sort of curling curling to sort of away from the keeper. But at the same time, it, he's he's got a good sort of solid hand behind it and and he's dealt with it. And I, I think you've got you you've got to give him a bit of credit. I mean, there's a couple of I, I think you're right. They they probably had the better twenty first twenty minutes. I mean, again. We start. We've come come into a game that we've just started really poorly, and, and they yeah. they were very much in the ascendancy for the first twenty minutes or so. I mean, Dollars obviously they've got the penalty. Dollars made another good save from um, the free kick where they, they digged it over the the, the wall, and um, the strikers basically threw one on one, and he, he sort of fluffed his shot, but, but Dollars yeah. still had to get a good hand on it. Yeah. Um, and then I think well in in the second half there was, there was a sort of a fifteen minute period where they they sort of were, were Coming back into the game, I mean, they weren't really um, sort of putting too much pressure on them. But I think the statistics were something like that. It was forty-six percent of the possession was in our final third. But I mean, it was it was literally a fifteen-minute period where it was almost all, all lads sort of just just. I think they, they went off the ball a little bit. I mean, you, you're going to have ebbs and flows in terms of like players' energies and stuff like that. I think they maybe just yeah. we sort of. Sat, sat back a little bit and, and maybe recharge with batteries for that. If I go back to if I go back to the original question about how we did in the second half, um, I thought we were still controlling the game, but just until he made the subs, it looked like a little bit Brighton thought the thought we had was sussed. I mean, Brighton yeah. did they, they didn't us as soon as a score back off back off counter attack. Yeah. But no, when 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 we do it, we're still monopolise possession and control the game. They just were like, there you go, lads. You know they were playing this kind of four-three-three out of possession in terms of a they didn't press us at all, and then they were kind of like right break with down if we can. And I was making the point to Richie during the game that's all well and good when you when you when you're back four or thirty yards from goal. Much harder, yeah. much harder to do that when you're on top of your own box and then play a start getting moved out of position. And I just I think I think we we're doing all the right things, but we didn't with Gufran coming deep more and more and more to link up play. We didn't have anyone running in behind and it was like right time for a change because when he brought Murphy on, Murphy was able he did this quite a lot actually. Murphy ended up on quite a lot on both flanks, funnily enough. Almost almost trying to kind of take the game away from the centre backs who were all over the shop and think, right, I think it was just before we got the, the equaliser actually, I think Murphy won the corner. I mean, this I've not seen any replays, but he, he was, was almost better, wasn't he? Like he was right on the right hand side. Yeah, it was. Uh, and Ben, just just to, before you go there, what what happened with that Gufran chance when the the keeper basically passed it to him? Like oh, was, it, was, it, was it was it was was it literally a one on one? Like it, it, yeah. he's, he's he's I mean, it, 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 sort of credit Gufran. That was evidence. I mean, that that was the difference between him and and uh, Mitrich. I think, and that it was. Because he was he was chasing down the defender, um, obviously the defender had gone back to the keeper, um, and he, he just passed, he tried to pass it past, he, he tried to sort of thread the needle 
to get it past uh, Gufran to sort of set the attack and he's just Gufran's obviously got his foot out but he's got so much time and I mean the, the mistake he made was stopping I mean we said he's just got to knock it past the keeper because the keeper was basically right on top of him stood like upright if, if he'd knocked it round it he's either got to bring him down for a penalty or, or, or he's passed him and scored he did the one the one mistake he made he, he sort of hesitated stopped and, and just basically it meant that he he, he didn't have the sort of the momentum to, to knock it past yeah. him um, and he tried I think in the end he tried Megan but it, he's just hit it straight at him I mean it was a really frustrating one because he's literally he's in so much space and he, he just just got a uh, pick, pick his spot really uh, but yeah no, that, that was a, a really bad miss I mean I think that was sort of the the <laughs> Asperger frustrations were good for running that I think that just was a little bit of a black mark on, on why I felt like yeah. he did that well because that was his big chance and, and he fluffed it and that could have been quite costly obviously it wasn't in the end but if you, if, if you don't win that game you look back to that chance and think that was the one really where we've, yeah. missed, it, we've, we've missed the real opportunity If we go back to the first half we're going to see and obviously I presume Ben <clears throat> I, had a, I had a quick look at Twitter during the game when I could you'll have to excuse me my voice is pretty much gone here um, <clears throat> but uh, we've seen particularly towards the end of the half I mean Richie's hit the bar Atsu's had a chance Richie's had a chance did it was it coming across on telly like we were battering them because in the away end me and Richie were looking at each other thinking we need to score here because we're, we're on top so much yeah I mean again as I say sort of after, after the first the first 20 minutes was, was all them we, we sort of wrestled the descendancy back and I mean as you say I mean Richie's Richie's curled one off that it's just clipped off the bar I mean it wasn't didn't ever really look like it was going in we didn't think we didn't think what we realised we didn't realise it clipped the bar because it looked really? like it had sailed over aye but um no you're right I mean that that that's, I mean they're obviously the, the big one of the first half is the absolute thing last literally last kick of the, the half um where he's, he's just got to put it anywhere else, anywhere else, and it's it's a goal. Um, but I mean, that, it was quite a frustrating performance from him, really. I mean, he's obviously done brilliant for the, the second goal, but up to that point, it, it was he was sort of trying to do unnecessary tricks when there was nobody on him, and he, he was sort of getting caught in possession as a result of it, sort of in his own third. And I mean, he looked he looked a threat all night, but again, he, he's, he's sort of final he's, his final product. I think he needs needs to work on. Um, I mean, there was another chance we were laughing. I mean, I thought Diome. I mean, obviously he's, he's probably scored the goal, the, the greatest goal ever there. Okay. Um, but like, there, there was a couple of chances where there was one where it like, looped up to him at the back post. Yeah. He's literally, just got to like, he's just got to stand still and, and take it down. And I don't know what he does, but he, he just completely like, completely misreads the, the flight to of the be, ball. And it, to be and fair, it, and Ben, he, he had an open goal. To be fair, again, that's the difference between watching it live. A, you, you won't have come, come across and tell you how strong the wind was tonight. Like, it was right, so yeah, strong. We did, we did, I was going to say, that was the thing. We did see there was one corner where the ball was put down for um, was put down and a player ran away. The ball just blew off the pitch, like, yeah. a few, few yards. But that was the only real sort of time where you saw, like, the wind having a factor. Was, was it a pen, Ben? <sighs> There's about three fouls going on. <laughs> um, so how we can give a penalty, I don't Like, Lascelles pushes uh, Murray but he obviously doesn't give it for that. Then Murray's pushing Clark down, and sort of Clark's almost got, it's like six and two threes, like Clark, Clark is grabbing him, but, but he's getting pushed to the ground. So I don't know how you, how you can differentiate who, who's fouling who there. Um, I, I, we, we, were, we were all of the same idea, it's just you can't give a penalty for that. It's not, you can't, you, 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 you can't, your body might be like, you can't. Well, uh, exactly, <laughs> but it just, it, it just, it just, he sees it, 
how he can say that just one one sided, I don't know because it, from his angle as well, all he can see is is Murray's got his two hands out pushing Clark to the ground, and, and Clark's pulling him with him. But like, how, how can you give a foul for that? Like they're the fouling each other. Um, I, it was just he, he, it, it was as if he, he he sort of he needed to make his mark on the game and and uh, try and manufacture that draw that everybody's been talking about. You know what I'm going to say? That's the difference this season, though. How many of those situations has there been this season with Kieran Clark? Oh, I know. Where, where, where it's been a lot more a lot more on the yeah. side of Kieran Clark getting pulled to the ground. And we, we've never been given them pens all season. Yeah? yeah. Nah, definitely. Richie, at half-time, me and you were speaking, and, and you were, you know, we're both like... You know we've played well here. We should be, we should be, we should be at least, we should be at least level. Were you, um, were you starting to get a little bit worried in that second half? Were you starting to think this isn't going to be our night? I, I was. I mean, I think as I got the, as I got, as I got, the, I always like look at the clock and it gets kind of seventy minutes is the time where you kind of you're hoping there's been a change or you're hoping that there's, there's on the verge of a shift and, and to be honest like I wouldn't have been that anxious if we're still we're still playing and having the run of the like and having the kind of the the flow of the game like we were most of the first half but we just weren't and it was I think the wind was a I was saying here the wind but we were just like they didn't they didn't really want to I, and I could tell the players weren't really wanting to play forward because the, the, the ball was just getting caught in the wind and was just going to come back come back on them and then they just we were playing just in such a, I don't know, that almost just like a few minutes before Murphy came on, that they did have a look at the team who were looking like they were struggling for ideas because they were playing so many balls just like literally across the pitch and across the back four and then across the pitch and there was there was kind of no no real outlet there and um, and and the sub you know before he's, he's He's made the sub and it's changed the game. It changed the whole mentality of the game. It will change the style of play. And uh, it, honestly, I just, as I, as I say, I just have never the, the the magnitude of that fixture. You know, from where we are, from where we were at that at that stage of the second half, where you're kind of looking, uh, you know, where's this equaliser coming from? To actually win it is just a, uh, I don't know. It's one of those it's one of those nights where you just kind of a little bit. You, you, it probably hasn't like actually sunk in. Like, <laughs> well, we'll, dramatic that, but, but like, <laughs> we'll get back. We'll get back to the get back to the story of the game before we talk about the context in a bit. But um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I disagree a little bit, Richard. Honestly, I, I felt like provided we scored, and I, I, I felt like we were going to score. I, I suppose I agree with you a little bit. I didn't know where it was going to come from because I mean you had literally Gufran missing one on ones. You had Atu yeah. Atu missed a couple of chances and. I mean, there was one where Dummett put a great ball, cut a great ball back into him, um, and, and he's sort of fluffed his lines. And you're just thinking, where, who've we got on the pitch here who that, that's going to take this one by the scuff of the neck and, and do something a bit special? Um, I did not expect it to be Modi Army. Um, the game he was having. But, um, but, but one thing. Just, I, I, I felt like once we'd got the, what, the, the equaliser, I, I, I just thought we'll, we'll win this. And as I say, provided we scored with enough time to, to, to allow it to get yeah. the winner. I was I was, comf- I was I was confident that we were still going to win that game because we had dominated so much. So, this is the thing for me and Richard. You pointed out a major in the game, and I probably, 
I probably hadn't really taken notice of it was how many right from right from the start of the game really how many last ditch tackles Brighton were relying on how many runs of the ball were going in their favour and you were making the point through the game Richie it was like it was almost like Blackburn away where yeah. we, we weren't even having chances but we were getting ourselves in fantastic positions at the edge of the box leathering shots which were definitely goal bound and they were just pulling off like ridiculous blocks ridiculous challenge fair play you know what fair play to them for putting their bodies on the line but that that's not that's not normal for like a team that are, are supposed to win the league. Do you know what I mean? Like they don't they don't have yeah. to play like Blackburn at home um, to try and keep us out. And that desperation from Brighton um, kind of became more and more apparent. And Ben, you talk about the Atsu chance. We've not had a chance to see it again. Richie had a one pushed around the post. There was a point when I think Richie and Diarme both could have scored, and they both left it for each other. Yeah, Diarme's got in the way of Richie there, and, and Richie still. Even though they've, they've messed it up the initial sort of opportunity, Richie still had another chance to kick it. But again, he's, he's like miskicked it, and it's as you say, it's a last-ditch sort of defender scrambling. I think with Bruno, the, the right backs like made like a, a really good sort of um, tackling. Well, he's, he's not got the ball, but he's, he sort of put a, ta- a challenge in to sort of put Richie off. And I, I think you're right; it, there was a lot of desperation sort of defending for them. Like, you, you've got to give them credit for that. I think that they, 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 they were sort of hanging on and fighting, fighting for for everything. But uh, yeah. I, I, I just think, as you said, we, we, we deserved it. And yeah, the reality is as well, like, the reality is, you know, Brighton have probably had a little bit of a shock to the system tonight because mm-hmm. it's been a while since they've... I mean, obviously, they played Huddersfield about three weeks ago and got absolutely hammered by Huddersfield. Yeah. And they've, they've got back in the sweat. And I think a lot of these, like, teams at the top, they, they, they do make it look relatively easy, like, as far as the fixtures and the results they get. And I think... Yeah. They've came up against a team tonight that are clearly better than them, and 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 maybe just puts a little seed in their head to think, you know, this this isn't going to be a this isn't going to be a straightforward running for us. I mean, they're they're they're, they're, they're the form team at home. They've got the best home record, and it said as well. It was the, the first, I mean, it's obviously the first game we've come back from that we've been down in the game and come back to win. That's the first game they've gone ahead in and and um, lost. So that that's like two massive sort of. As you say, see, see the doubt in their their mind that they could could have a big impact for the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, the uh, question of that, that, that air of it of sort of invincibility that has probably carried them in a lot of games that's that's gone now. Yeah. Quick question I was going to ask you, Alex, is um, you know what like what what value do you kind of put on put on that the fact that you know Brighton have been. You know, it's the first time that we've been, you know, the, the only team that have beaten them twice this season. You know, the first time that they've, uh, you know, been a goal up this season at home and have, and have been beaten. You know, what, what, what kind of, you know, and I think it's important to talk about. You know, I think a, a lot of, a lot of fans say it's, it's all about us. You know, don't worry about the other teams. But you know, the reality is that we have to rely on other teams' results. In many respects, you know, we're all we're all looking for. We're all looking for Brighton's results. We're looking at Huddersfield's results. You know what? 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 What importance do you put on tonight? As far as just you know, the the the, the seed of doubt would put some Brighton's in Brighton's mind that it's not going to be a all straightforward running. I don't. I don't put much of an importance because I mean I, I'll I'll big myself up here because before the game I wasn't worried not at all. I know. Um, before the game, we were in the pub and me and Richie and you know other lads were with. Um, 
were very we were very nervous and said we might get beat here and i was just like no you know why we'll not get beat because we're better than them and ben we've seen, how, how often have me and you watched brighton play this season and think is that it I is know. that it? Is, is that is that, are they, are, that's the team that everyone says is is miles better than us? And all all the Brighton-based journals are like, oh, I'm miles better than Newcastle, and you know, <laughs> the, the Newcastle will not catch them. And I, I, I remember when they went five points clear of in January, and I was said, nah, we'll, we'll I wrote it in the special. I was like, nah, by by the start of February, we'll be top again. And I was right. It's not because I'm particularly knowledgeable about football. It's because they're not that good. Now their fixture yeah. list is pretty is pretty easy with the running, but I'm not concerned by Brighton's fixture list. We've we've got to do what we've got to do. We've got what seventy three points now. We need six wins to get to ninety. Um, we've got twelve games to do it. We've, we, you know, I, I don't rate Brighton and I don't rate Huddersfield. Huddersfield are eight points behind. We're all beat with a game in hand. They've just won six games in a row, and they're eight points behind. we this is Newcastle, yeah. by the way, who are supposedly shit. This is Newcastle who are calling all the lads at TalkSport and the national media or Leeds are, are going to hunt my down Newcastle, Derby, Norwich, Sheffield, Sheffield, Wood and St James is there, six points behind Newcastle, Newcastle have got all these games coming up, you know, people can't, pe- you know, people can't stop talking about how Newcastle are going to slip up, well I'll tell you what lads, we're eight points clear at third place and we'll play them on Saturday and we're better than them, but uh, Huddersfield have not, they, they've won one game by more than by more than one goal this season against Brighton, that's not good enough. It, I mean, it, it, yeah. yes, it's good enough because they're having a fantastic season. Those margins are too fine. Whereas we, and you, you alluded to it, Richie. We have to make our own look. We we have to we have to force the issue. We we've we, we've got to accept that the referees aren't going to give us anything in this division. We we had to put up with Nottingham Forest away. Of of Brighton, Huddersfield had to put up with Forest away. I don't think so. Have Brighton or Huddersfield had to put up with their best player being um, suspended for five games for racially aggravated language, despite there being no concrete proof either way whether he did it or not? Well, no, no they haven't. So, to answer your original question, I'm, I'm not too fussed about those teams. I'm, I'm more concerned about us and what we're going to do and, and how we're going to approach the game on Saturday. But just going to the first goal, Richie, I had no idea who scored it. <laughs> I think I told you numerous <laughs> you times it was. You. Atsu, I was like Atsu, fucking! I thought he hit it down into the ground, and it bounced <laughs> into the top of the net. Didn't happen quite like that, did it, Ben? Have, have you seen? Have you seen the replay? I put the replay in there. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the replay. Um, it's it's just glorious. I mean, we we were cracking up all night because we we're, were just so frustrated with the the number of like miss hits and miss kicks and stuff. I mean, just sort of taking a, a step away from the game. Like, that, if that's the the best of the championship, like God, just get me out of here. <laughs> it, it was some of the football tonight was woeful. Um, I mean, that too. I, I've, I've sort of already said. Just it, it was struggling to kick a ball probably at times. Diarme as well. The, and the fact that the two of them have, have combined to, to create the greatest goal of all time <laughs> with two with two missed kicks just says it all. Um, I mean, he, he's, he's sort of tried to just leather it and completely like scuffed it. Um, it's ricocheted off off Murphy, who didn't know much about what he was going on. And then Diome, what he's doing, like he's he sort of stood like off balance, like with his foot sort of angled, like it's just it's what like what like body shape he was, or what he was trying to do. I do not know. It's almost as if he was like sort of trying to shield himself from the ball, and it's just like looped up off his foot, and it's it's literally gone the only spot like in the goal where it can get just over the defender on the line and the keeper. It was just ridiculous. I mean, you you were saying about the wind there. I wonder if that had something to do with it. But it was just. It was absolutely beautiful. I mean, we couldn't believe it. It's just the most ridiculous goal I've ever seen. Let's we keep... don't. We don't. We we rarely score like 
Yugi goals like that. I mean, when was the last time you remember us scoring like a goal that is that level of footiness? You know, probably. Probably when Perez double punched one in against Rotherham, but we were three 0 up at the time. So does it really, doesn't really matter. Uh, that doesn't count. <laughs> um, no, I, I, you're right, and it's just that you know it, it is a bit of luck. But you know what, we deserved it. I don't think there's any Brighton fans could say we didn't we didn't deserve that. Um, the keepers made a lot of good saves for that. <clears throat> the, the, the goal was coming. I mean, we, as, as I say, we got away with so many moments in that game where we, we should have put them to the sword. Like that, that was sort of. I mean that that was like the bare minimum that we deserved. Like just we, we had to just get one, and and by hook or by crook we've, we've got it. But it, we, we should have been well cleared before that. Um, I mean I think I just want to make another point as well. I think that another change that he he, he made that was Kane. He's done it. Started to do it a couple of times this season. Um, obviously he took Cole back off um, yeah. and dropped the army back, and and that allowed Shelby Shelby started to play a bit more further forward and Definitely. a bit more advanced. We noticed that straight away. Um, yeah, and it was just, I think we were getting really frustrated with Callback because he, he was doing sort of the standard thing that he does a lot where he, he gets the ball and, and it's, it's obviously it's retaining possession, but it's not really any quality possession. I mean, he, he gives passes that are about five yards, sort of five yard passes to the back four and then runs behind the players, closing them down. So he, he's sort of marking himself out of the game by his, his runs and it just it, it gets frustrating at times and he kept doing it and obviously he doesn't he refuses to pass the ball forward at, at times as well um, I mean I thought it was one of his, his, his poor, poorer games this season really um, and I, I think with the, that, that change as well when, when it, it sort of they dropped the army back who, who didn't he, I mean the army had probably one of his worst games I've, I've seen um, for us I thought he was, he was really poor tonight um, mm-hmm. in terms of his quality but if that that switch allowed it allowed sort of us to to, to push Shelby on and, and get him in in the, the areas where he's he's dangerous because I mean he's he's brilliant on the ball I mean obviously he beats players for fun um, just little body movements and little feints and things he, he sort of can create panic and um, it was key getting him I think sort of further forward just to sort of again just create that bit of um, panic in in, in their defence um, and Diarme it allowed Diarme just to go in and. And, and sort of could cut out the the, the, the sort of any impact that, that the likes of Murray was going to have where they, they couldn't lump lump balls up to him. Who I mean, to be honest, Glenn Murray's done absolutely nothing tonight. He's, I, I think yeah, he, that's what that's what we were saying. We yeah. we literally came out and said like, can't even apart from this penalty and, and his dive. I, I mean, uh, and and, 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 and that, that's probably test, that's probably testament to what I said to Alex I thought, the cracking game tonight. Like you know, like he he's. He's got rid of everything. He's, you know, he's got the cells. The cells. Um, and even at the end, you know, nervous at the end, but he's he's still there, just getting his body in front of the ball, clearing it, just doing. He wanted to do it at that stage of the game, you know. Um, um, Richie, I totally agree. I want to come on at individual players in a bit, but the mood in the away end at one-one was 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 jubilant. I don't know if you agree. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that translate? Yeah. Do you think that translated onto the pitch because there was only one team going to win it, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean it was. Um, I'd honestly say it's the first time I think I've been in the way end where, like, at one one, it had a feeling of like that we were winning, and I think everyone was just. For me personally, I was like, that is, if we can leave here with a point at this stage, at this stage, I'm, I'm delighted. You know, I would have taken. I would have taken the point before the game, personally. At that stage, as I said, 70, 70 minutes in, thinking, "Where's the score coming from?" 
uh, obviously I said you obviously said you know I saw the draw where let's win this and I was a bit like oh, I'm not sure like whether <laughs> but it was a really good feeling and you can't help but feel that Brighton the Brighton fans were just dead by then you know they were just when we equalised that was it the crowd had been flat up until that point really and it was just maybe it did maybe it did really translate on the pitch and it was just Oh, I don't know. It was just it, it was just class being there. Like <laughs> I was going to say, it came it came across on on TV really loud. I mean, you you could only hear the Newcastle fans singing, um, and it, it was it was refreshing to see an away crowd like that. That was just that sort of really that they were a factor in the game. I think I completely agree that, that we. I mean, we've we've said a few times, me and Alex, some of the away away games we've been to this season, like the the crowds have been really poor and they've, they've not really backed the players and. They've, they've almost created like a, a negative sort of impact on on the team by sort of getting on players' backs and things. But you, you could see tonight the value of, of, of getting behind the players. They 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 were fighting for everything. They, it was spurring them on. You could see that they had just had that that extra sort of spring spring in their step. And I, I, I think the crowd did have a big impact. I mean that, especially in a game where we had we had been so unlucky in, in terms of not not being ahead beforehand. And it, I just think that it gave the players that energy to go on and, and push on for that winner. And I think. Without the crowd, I think we probably would have, would have possibly uh, just just got that draw. But it it just it kept them. I think it, it kept the players going, and, and it, it must have had a daunting impact on on their back four as well. With with obviously the the way fans behind them all game sort of really loud, and, and uh, you, you, I, I don't think you can sort of ignore the impact that, that the fans can have when they when they're that sort of loud and raucous. One massive um, switch, which I don't know whether the commentators picked up on. I believe at one one, um, he sw- he switched <clears throat> Atsu over to the left and Richie back to the right, and obviously that it was before. It was before I'm sure it was before that because we said that. I don't know why it was a strange one. I don't know why he started. I think he must have started Richie on the left for, for, for almost for the knockout. Yeah. Um, sort of obviously he probably didn't trust Atsu tracking back with knockout and leaving Dummett. Um, Sort of one on one, and I, I think that sort of negated Richie's impact for a lot of the game. Um, but, but as you say, it did. It, we started to get a much better foothold in when, when they made that switch. And obviously, the switch is what led to the goal, Richie. And Richie, can you confirm or deny if someone standing next to me tonight, when Richie hit that ball, went, "What is he playing that <laughs> stupid ball for? What's that going to do?" Uh, I mean, I can probably confirm that, given that person was me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, as, I, as I said afterwards, I, I don't think I've ever seen a player look like he's leathered a ball so hard. Like, Richie literally pummeled that ball so hard that you're thinking that there can be no element of, like, passing technique on that, on that pass because he's, he's, he's literally hit the ball so hard. And he's clearly done it in hindsight because of the wind. He's, he's knew he's had to, like, actually put a bit extra on it. And I, you're right, he, 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 when he hit it, I was like, what is he doing there? And then literally two seconds later, it drops on Atsu's foot after travelling about 60, 70 yards. I mean, you know, reminiscent of like Shelby's pass against uh, West Ham um, last season on his, you know, his second or third game, whatever it was that he, uh, that he played for. And arguably this pass is even better because he's had to contend with the wind and... It's, it's clearly taken the Brighton defence by by surprise because Atsu, you know, okay, he, he brings it down really well, 
um, but the pass was so good that it, it made it easy to bring down. Atu hasn't had Atu hasn't had to pull out like an amazing pass to find Perez. It's clear that the, the Richie has played that ball so so well so far, but the defence are just not ready for it. And by the time Atu's you know looked up, he's found Perez in loads of space, which we've, I've seen on the uh, the replays. Perez hasn't you know he's not he hasn't really got anyone around him. Okay, brilliant. You know, brilliant first time finish by Perez, but the the, qual- the quality of that ball. All you need to do is look at the fact that the Brighton defence at that stage of the game are nowhere. That they're in, you know, they're in no man's land. Um, and it was just, you know, that that goes down to me as one of our goals of the season. Maybe the goal of the season so far. I mean, just it's. Nah, that's uh, it's almost better. Which one, sorry? The first one the was first, The first one. <laughs> but that, that, to me, we, I've not seen any replays of it or any proper... Re- I've not seen any replays. I think I saw a little one in your phone, but I've not seen anything yet. And, I mean, the the, the thing which which tells you about how good a ball it was, none of the Brighton players close Richie down because there's no danger, is there? None of the Brighton yeah. players are asked about yeah. playing that ball. They're, they're thinking themselves, play it. However, the the wind's swirling in your face. Who are you gonna pass? Who are you gonna pass to? What's gonna happen? And he and he hits it, and it's the pass, the touch, the cross, it's the, just, the goal. It's, it's perfect. I mean, it's, it's as you say, it's something that Shelby would be proud of. I mean, it's it's perfect. I mean, we'd we'd been a bit critical of Atsu's first touch and stuff, but the fact that it's it's that good a ball that that he, he's not really had to do anything with. He's literally been able no. to stop that ball dead because of the quality of the ball. It's nothing to do with how good his touch was because. As I say, he'd had a bit of a shock all night, but it was just that it dropped literally, it dropped perfectly for him to bring it straight down. And as you say, it's because because it was such a good ball and he controlled it perfectly and stopped it dead, it's it just allowed him to play an easy ball into the box. Um, and, and as you say, they just weren't ready for it. I mean, what was scored and this this uh, all I can describe that to in the away end was Hull away this season. I can't just I can't. I, Holloway, probably I wasn't there at Spurs last season, but I'd imagine it was similar to Spurs. But as fans of Newcastle United away from home, we we don't get that very often. Maybe Man you away, Kabai. I'm trying to think of of similar type celebrations, and it was just those of you listening think scenes and just multiply it because it was we all knew we all knew Brighton weren't going to score. They offered nothing in 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 injury time. We just knew we we are, we are better than we are better than these. We are better than the team everyone has anointed champions already. We are better than the team that's basically been custom built for this league, with the manager, the training ground, the stadium, the thirty million pound loss, the billionaire chairman, Knockhart, who's supposedly the best player in the league. We're better than yours, and 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 they knew it, and we knew it, and I think it was very telling, Richie, that the stadium the stadium emptied when that second goal went in. Yeah. The Brighton fans knew the crack. Completely. Completely dead. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to single anyone out? You've already singled um, Lascelles out, Richie, and I, I completely agree. He's taken some stick off everyone recently, including us. Captain Fantastic tonight. Anyone else for you? Um, I mean, I know Ben's uh, been a bit critical of Atsu there. I thought, I thought instead of Atsu terrorised their left back, um, albeit we're just, you know, just went. The balls that were getting played in the box, we just didn't. I just don't think we had the right personnel on the pitch to uh, to deal with them. Um, I mean, I say Lascelles. It's kind of like you say Lascelles. You feel like you should say Clark too, but I don't know. You know, Clark's had a lot of um, a lot of praise this season, but for some yeah. reason, 
Lascelles just stood out more for me tonight than, than Clark. I'm not saying Clark had a bad game, but, but Lascelles just stood out there. And, you know, I think, I think, thinking about the rest of the team, it's difficult to really say, you know, Dollar's obviously pulled off, you know, done his, done his job really well, pulled off a couple of decent saves, albeit saves that you would kind of hope that he, that, um, and I just think you've got to give, you've got to give massive credit to, to Darrell. I think he's, going back to my original point, you just look at tactical, master class decisions of and, and you you said it's brilliantly um is the fact that you know you, you you don't even even putting it on for 30 minutes you probably won't see the best of him but literally just knowing you've got 15 minutes in you to, to just to just put yourself about and terrorize that offense and it was like it was literally 15 peak minutes that he has inside of him and he totally transformed the game and just made us look like a genuine attacking threat at a stage of a game where we, we didn't really look like we had much of an attacking threat. So, and, and I, I think you've just got to give credit to, to Rafa, like, you, you, you have to. You, come, come back to this point, you know, you think about all these fucking idiots at the start of the season go, Anthony has do it in the championship. And, and, and like, there, there, were, there were plenty of them. There were plenty of, you know, plenty of us that shite about Newcastle are much better getting Nigel Pearson and all this bollocks. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I just, and, and I'm not letting people forget about, I'm not, the people who said that, I'm not letting them forget about it. Because tonight showed what, like, a truly class manager can do. You know, he can, and, and, and the first three quarters of this season, were, were, or the first, sorry, sorry, say half of this season, were, were made a big, big point. Um, on this podcast about we need to learn how to, to square points and not only are we doing that not only, not only are we learning how to square points like we did against Bristol City okay we should never have like been in a position to square points but we're now in a position in huge pictures like tonight where it's not just scraping points it's it's it's, it's, it's scraping wins and, and it's like that's the difference that he's that he's made and, he, and it hasn't been you know it, it He's had to, he he's had to like nurture that in the team. You know, it, it hasn't came like at the click of the fingers. He's had to nurture that, and whereas a lot of managers will have never been able to to to, to get that to, to change that around. A lot of managers would have just it would have only ever gone one way. You know, they would have never like never been able to think of a or find a way to like for a team who struggled to square points to think, well, actually, I'm going to actually change this team around and not just win games to not just square points, but to actually like come from behind and start winning games and massive fixtures and he's, he's done it and he's done it with his he's done it with his tactics and his substitutions and he's you know he's just just shows you just what a what a top class manager he is I want to I think that I, I was going to say I was coming on that I think that's a brilliant point Richie because I mean you, it, I mean we, we were all at home thinking however Rafa you've, you've got to make a change here like it, it literally I think you said it about 60 minutes you're thinking we've, we've not scored yet like come on but you, you need to to, to make a make a change to have an impact but but he he, he had the, the know how he's got the experience he he knew exactly what he was doing he he, he, he does it his way he does it his way he knew that he, he was keeping Murphy for, for that fifteen minute for that fifteen minute spell that would give him enough time to come on and impact the game and, and he knew exactly what he was doing and, and the, the decisions he made was was perfect for that and I think he's it's it's giving the trust and putting the trust in, in the team 
the, the, the picks from the start saying, nah, I'm, yeah. I'm sticking with you, I'm, I'm trusting that you lads are going to get what back into this. And I think you look you look at the, the darling in the media, um, Alan, Alan Pardew, sort of his, his record for Newcastle of, of going behind in games, um, it was pathetic. And, and I think we've, we've, we've had years and years where we would go behind him and, and that's games done, basically. And, and it, I suppose there's a fragile sort of mentality in the team. And we'd, we'd, we'd said it a few times this, this season earlier that, that the team was showing sort of those, those, those qualities again. But you can see it, 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 he's sort of working with the players. Obviously, he's, he's putting the trust in them and, and he's getting sort of the, he's, he's getting the rewards back for, for that trust. And I think you can just see that the sort of the energy levels, I think, in, in terms of sort of the players as well, like that they, they, they know that when we go behind now, it's, it's not a problem. We are the best team in the league. He's got trust in them. And this is Rafa Benitez of all people that has got trust in them that they're good enough to, to, to come back in, in games. Very quickly from me on Rafa, because I want to talk about Paul Dummett and then we'll have to finish the show. But um, here, here's where Rafa's come from. Um, like I've said before in the podcast, the only player um, who, who started the first game of last season was in the squad, uh, I believe, who, who's playing at the moment, um, was, well, it was Czech Teote, who's now gone. Um, Dolo was on the bench uh, against Southampton first game of last season. <clears throat> um, and that's it. That's it. So the, in terms of turnover of players and to build a team, and we are a team, to build a team to, to compete in the hardest of divisions in terms of not having time, um, the, the relentlessness of the fixtures is, has been absolutely extraordinary by him. But as well, when he when Rafa Benitez came to Newcastle United last season, he had to literally coach the players from the side of the pitch and tell them where to stand, where to run, what to do, who to pass to, like in into of he's he's, tra- he's transmitted that to the whole squad now. He doesn't do that anymore. Um is 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 a massive turnaround and that that team now um knows how to win games. Obviously a lot relies on him and everything he's said there lads is spot on. But also credit to him but also to him for making the team think like this. But that, that team are a, are a thinking team, in my opinion, and they managed to work things out themselves. And we were saying through the game, everyone, it, the, the easy thing to do in, in life, but in football as well, is to make changes when things aren't going right. When something's not going right, make a change. Because even if it doesn't work, at least you tried. Well, he's better than that. You know what, and this is Chris Hooten might be whatever Chris Hooten is now my biggest bugbear with Chris Hooten when he's Newcastle manager it was always bog standard it was two, two, if we're losing two changes on 65 take a striker off from another striker take a winger off and a change on 80 and it was it was the same all the time regardless of how games were going tactically we never changed obviously we've had other managers since then not many but but Rafa Benitez wants the team and it's not it's not just a learning curve he expects the team to and the players to sort it out sort that out lads it's, it's your job it's not up to me all the time to make three changes or to bring on Mitrovic after 50 minutes the, the, the support from the away crowd tonight was excellent really good I'm really pleased we've been critical of the away support and home support this season it was really good it was loud it was passionate there was good songs you still have people on 50 minutes chanting Mitro now if, if any of those people are listening tonight a buzzing for you without you were there with us fucking great night B have a think about that next time who who knows better what to do in that situation Rafa Benitez or you in the way end chatting for Mitrovic who's, a, who's been a fucking disgrace this season 
uh, in the majority of games he's played. He, the, the bloke knows what he's doing. Let's let's give him a chance to do it. And I, you know, you just hope if we're one 0 down Huddersfield on fifty minutes on at Saturday or whatever, we're not. You know, people on chanting for Mitrovic or saying make a change or going attack, attack, attack. There was no call for that night, but it was but it was a minority, and it was an excellent way of support. Just really want to quickly say Paul Dummett, absolutely fantastic performance. Knockhart, this is the man who's supposed to be 20, 25 million pounds worth of talent. He's supposed to be Premier League quality, Brighton, well done, Brighton, keeping hold of him. Paul Dummett's played him twice this season, he's hardly had a, he's hardly had a kick. I got past yeah. him once and got a shot in, but I was saying to you, Richie, every single time, I was it was terrifying me how the rest of the team were willing to leave Dummett one-on-one with Knockhart. With, again, I was wrong, with, with good reason, because he never got past him once, and this is the bloke who's supposed to be, you know... It's unlucky he's not getting picked for France and all this shite. Well, Dummett, Dummett can't get a game for Wales and he was miles better than him tonight in, 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 in respect <laughs> he, to him. He joins, he, joins, he joins the pantheon of players, Dogger, that have, have found themselves lost in the back pocket of uh, Paul Dummett. I don't think Raheem Sterling's ever recovered, uh, he's, he's in there with Sterling, he's in there with with uh, Di Maria, sort of some, of, some of the so-called greats. If you were to add up the value of of, play, of the players in Paul's Dummett pockets, you could like pay, you could pay for Brexit. You could be like, there you go, European <laughs> Union. Paul Dummett's got it sorted for you. Maybe, maybe his pockets are so heavy that's why he can't run forward. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, um, Richie, I'll, I'll leave the final words to you. Um, once I, I'll just say, like, just an absolute privilege to be there tonight. Um, so tired I'm so knackered and it was just like we were just walking out that ground and I remember Richie walking out of Norwich with you maybe this time last year maybe not not as maybe it was a month or six six weeks time and it's like this is this is why we do it nights like tonight this is why everyone was watching on telly on the radio everyone who's listening to this this is why we do it it was it was Newcastle United at its best and it was great to see Rafa at the end absolutely buzzing over at the away section he's not a man who shows emotion but he was absolutely buzzing tonight um, f- f- final few words from you, Richie, on the night. Um, as I say, I think it'll probably sink in a bit more tomorrow. As dramatic as that sounds, but but genuinely, I can't. Uh, the the feeling of when that goal went in, it it just it kind of just makes everything worth it. And you know, I think you this league. I've got to admit, I've got to admit, this league has became tougher than I thought it was. Um. And I've got no shame in admitting that. Um, but it just gives you a real sense of like pride and purpose when you know Brighton has not been a happy hunting ground. I've been the you know, last last two times I've been the Alex has been miserable FA Cup defeats, and you know walking walk out there tonight, it just feels like you know this is this is why you 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 do it. This is why you you love the club. This is why you spend your money to go and see them and uh, and have those like ridiculous moments. Um, and I just, you know, I think it just gives us every every confidence to go out to Huddersfield and beat them on the weekend. And uh, I and you know, Rafa's mags, absolutely love it. Me too. Well said, Ben. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm sure you enjoyed it as well. Um, uh, just, just jealous there. <laughs> jealous wasn't there, obviously. Just quick shout out, everybody. Thanks, thanks everybody who listens and shares the show. We'll have a Facebook page. Quite a few of you got involved. If you want to have a bit more crack about football and that and the tune then that's why we're doing it um thanks everybody's left reviews on itunes massively helpful and my voice is pretty much done no huddersfield fan preview this week because they're playing tomorrow night 
so I couldn't really get a Huddersfield on tomorrow to stick on the end of this because they're playing, which is fair enough. So we'll be back with you. Um, hopefully, Ben, you and the lads can do a show after Huddersfield on Saturday or, or fill in that. Uh, we'll get one out on Sunday. So thanks for listening and get in. What an absolute ridiculously midnight to be a Newcastle fan. Cheers. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.